Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday evening, 5 p.m. We're finally starting on time for once, Richie. Uh, but here we are, Sunday evening. Hopefully, you guys have had a good weekend. Um, we'll get right after it. But if you're watching, if you're listening, do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure that you're subscribed. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff today. If you have comments, we'll try to get to as many of those as we can. If you hit that super chat, we'll absolutely get to the uh, comment and make sure that we read it. But Richie, how's your weekend been so far? Am I losing you, Richie? You still there? Am I lost, Richie? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you, you, it's going in and out real quick. But man, what a great weekend so far! What a great time to be a Florida State fan. Ten and three, beat Oklahoma in the Cheese It Bowl. And my goodness, we're going to get to it real soon, but we have some really good news um, of stars, a player coming back. Yeah, no, a good, good weekend over here. Bro, I ran a half marathon yesterday, so we can't move on without me talking about this. But Oof. what's the farthest you've ever run in your life? Four miles? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. This is the farthest I've ever done. I, before this, it was like eight miles, but that was training for the rest. Like, I don't know if that really counts. or not. I mean, it counts because I did it, but yeah, I'm still sore. I'm glad we sit down on this show because my legs and ankles and knees and everything is still sore. Uh, no. So my wife used to work at Disney and people would do the goofy, which was the 5k, the 10k and the marathon. Ridiculous. You guys are insane. You guys yeah. are absolutely insane, but I respect the heck out of y'all. No, I, yeah, that, no, that's craziness because I am so sore right now and shout out to the runners, but I'm so sore right now that I can't even, yeah, like everything hurts. Like I didn't even go to church this morning. Like I got pain, out of bed and I was pain, like, right? I was like, yeah, like Jameis said, I'm just wobbling everywhere. So anyway, shout out to Guthrie's. You can visit both their locations, 1818 West Tennessee, 2550 North Monroe. Uh, appreciate them and their support as always. Excited to get back up there in the next few weeks, maybe for a hoops game. Um, maybe see our women's hoops because they're good. But oh, we'll talk about hoops a little bit later. But um, shout out to Guthrie's. Appreciate them and their support. Okay, Richie. We got some big news this week on Florida State retaining some talent. Um, we are certainly going to talk about the transfer that you guys are all commenting on in the comments. We'll talk about Daryl Jackson, have a little bit of an update there. Um, give us a minute, though. Let's get through the show, and we'll get there in just a few minutes. Make sure you're thumbs up. You're liking this video. Um, Florida State brought some, back some big talent um, this week. First announced Johnny Wilson, a couple other big ones, Ja'Kai Douglas. There were some other fun ones, the battle's end announced Akeem Dent. There were some questions around him. But then the big one, uh, Jared Verse. Jared had been mocked as high as in the top 10 of the NFL draft and will be coming back for another season. We obviously put out a video when this happened, but thoughts around Jared Verse uh, and him returning to FSU this year? TJ, I think it's massive. I mean, you know, the Florida State kind of, you know, I, I made this analogy. It's almost like a team that came up just short of the Super Bowl and said, you know what, Stuart, we're going for everything, but we're, we're going to mortgage the entire future, put draft, draft picks be damned. Let's just get any free agent we can and try and keep anybody we can. And man, this was the cherry on top for Florida State because we haven't even talked about, you know, Cypress and Fisk and all these guys that are coming in on the portal. The retention has been amazing. Shout out to the Battles End, shout out Ingram Smith. Man, I, I cannot wait. Jared Verse was the one guy I think we were all waiting for, right? It, like, please come back. Please come back. And he certainly did. And it's huge for Florida State. 
And to have an elite edge rusher, probably the best in the conference coming back next year, man, we're going to Charlotte, and I'm booking my <laughs> reservations right now. But, yeah, man, Jared Verse was what we needed to come back for what we hope to happen in 2023. I, I just think it was huge news, bigger than any five-star that you could have signed out of high school. Yeah, no, it was really massive. And like you said, I want to talk about this a little bit because Florida State also brought back uh, both of its top linebackers this year. Also brought back Fabian Lovett, who you and I haven't talked about just yet since we've been back. Also brought back, uh, you know, guys that were expected back, but with the transfer portal, you just never know. Joshua Farmer brought back Pat Payton, um, brought back all of your cornerbacks. Uh, you're also yeah, going to get a Dent back. Really, the, the only player that you're missing this year is – you know, Jamie Robinson or guys that may have graduated, run out of eligibility, Robert Cooper, you know, Pookie uh, Wilson, stuff like that. And so you're right. I mean, it does feel like it's it's Florida State gearing up for some kind of a crazy run. Um, you know, I, I will talk about expectations and, and stuff a, a ton before next August rolls around here. But, um, you know, being able to retain that talent. And I think a lot of people thought like, OK, well, our offense is going to be really, really good next year. But how will the defense be? Like, if you'd have lost Fabo, if you'd have lost um, Jared Verse, if, like, Bethune or Kalen would have left, if Akeem's not there, you don't pull in some of these transfers, I think the defense would have struggled. I think there would have been, like, man, I, I knew I, – I, I don't know. It would have been tough. It would have been really, really tough. Um, to, to imagine the defense could have kept up with the offense. Now – they bring in some transfers. They have a lot going on. I really do feel like the defense has a good chance to be elite and get better as well. They were a top 25 defense next year, this past year. If they can get up into the top 15-ish range, if they can just yeah. increase that by 10, uh, Florida State could be really, really special. Um, any other thoughts on uh, Verse coming back? Any other talent coming back? Yeah, big shout out to the battle's end. I don't know. We both kind of shared some thoughts, but anything else on that? No, nothing else, man. It's just extremely exciting news. And I loved that when he uh, put the tweet out the day before yesterday, how he spelled out by BYE, everyone just assumed, oh, he's gone. Oh, my gosh. I People think you like... and I were texting privately, and we felt pretty confident he was coming back. So it was pretty cool to see the the announcement yesterday that he is, in fact, coming back for 2023. Yeah, no, super awesome. Um, all right, I'll ask you this, and we'll move on to what everybody wants to hear about. We'll talk about Daryl Jackson just a little <laughs> bit. But um, – you know, I think expectations are kind of a crazy thing. We'll talk a lot more about this in a future episode. And again, there's going to be a lot to talk about before we get to um, August. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how Norvell coaches as a as a favorite. I mean, I think Florida State will be favored in just about every game that they play next year. Um, I think it's easier to coach as an underdog and it's easier to play as an underdog. But if I look at it right now, my realistic expectation for this team is you need to be in Charlotte. And whatever happens outside of that, I can't go 8-4 and four and be in Charlotte. But you need to win 9-10 games and be in Charlotte. And then anything else past that is gravy. Like, is that fair? Like, I think it's a little unfair to say, like, you got to win it all or you got to make the playoff. Or I think you just – you get to you need to first focus on the ACC and then move on. No, I, I agree 100%. TJ, I think Charlotte – anything that does not include Charlotte is uh, – a I don't want to say a failure, but it, you're coming short of expectations, especially the fact that there are no more 
divisions next year, right? So you can lose to Clemson and still get to Charlotte and upset them or not even upset them, just beat them in the, the ACC championship game. I think that's a big deal, I think, for Florida State. I think the LSU game, man, I wish we played Duquesne or someone else instead. And I'm not saying I'm afraid of LSU or anything, but it'd be nice to have that guaranteed win to open the season as opposed to LSU because you're going to have a target on your back, right? Florida State, for the first time in a while, is going to be the team in the ACC that everyone, including Clemson, is coming after. They're all targeting us, and that's a great place to be. I think the team's mentality, when you think of the leaders like Jordan Travis and Jared Verse and Tatum Bethune and all of these guys coming back, it's it's a big deal. But yeah, Charlotte should be the floor of the, the season next year. And if it means playing Clemson two, two times, awesome. If it means playing Clemson in Miami or Clemson in North Carolina, whatever God, it Miami. may be. Come on. It, it will, it, <laughs> yeah, it most likely won't be Miami, but... It's a nice place to be, but again, this team's not been the hunted for any time that anybody on this roster has been in Tallahassee, and it's exciting that that's where we are now, and I cannot wait for the season because I do think Charlotte is the floor next year. Yeah, no, I think that's where we're at. Um, Quick shout out to Gramco, thegramco.com. If you're in here, if you're watching, you've heard us talk about Gramco in the past, you can go to thegramco.com. You can use code DFNS25 to get 25% off of the best Delta 8 products on the market. Um, they're no founded, they're vet owned. Um, they do a lot of great work, not only in the community, but they've done good, good stuff with us as well. Thegramco.com, DFNS25 for 25% off. If you've not tried their gummies, their uh, wake and bake coffee, um, hard candies, whatever you're in the mood for, pre rolls, vapes, they will get you covered. Again, thegramco.com. DFNS 25 for 25% off. Okay, this Daryl Jackson situation. Let's catch people up real quick. Let's talk about it just a little bit. I know that's what people are in here. We'll lose. I saw a comment that we were going to save that to the very end of the show. No, we don't quite do that. And plus, it's only like a 30-minute show. So if you're if you're watching for the first time, we've got some good live numbers in here. Do us a favor and hit the thumbs up button. Uh, but this has been pretty crazy. We'll give you a quick recap, like a 30-second recap, and then share some thoughts. But essentially, Daryl Jackson went in the portal and immediately was kind of rumored to go to Florida State. He did announce for FSU pretty quickly, um, has been you know in the class since then. Uh, I think that you kind of look at some things have changed since that happened. Uh, Fabian Lovett was not really expected to come back when that had happened. Braden Fisk was also not in the fold when that happened. And so I think that some things have maybe changed. I don't expect Daryl to start, whether he's here or not. I think that you know, Fabo and Fiscal end up being your starters. Um, and then I think that, you know, Miami pretty much went 0-4 in the portal. Um, I think that, you know, they tried to replace, you know, I, I spoke with somebody down that down there in Miami today, this morning, and Miami really wanted some guys to replace him. And they pretty much went over and didn't pull anybody in. And um, they circle back, right? Like circle back on the wagons. And they're very aggressive in the NIL world. I think you guys know that. Um, they also, you know, tried to put doubt in his mind on whether or not his waiver would get approved. Obviously, he signed with Maryland originally, then went to Miami. Obviously, you only get that one free transfer. And so I think they tried to cast doubt in his mind as to whether or not that would get approved. You could call that unethical, ethical, whatever, because you are dealing with the health of his mother, the, the illness that she has. Um, 
uh, you know, recruiters are going to try and recruit and, and try and get kids to stay. So you can, you can call that one way or the other. I, it's probably not the best, but, you know, Mario knows that he's desperate there at defensive tackle. Um, I think Trey Benson may have just broken another tackle while we were here on the air talking. And so um, kid was rumored to maybe be looking at Miami again. Blostein reported that, uh, you know, he was going down to Miami, turned his car around, then ends up being there the next day. All of that said, I have had two people that I'm close with and are, I'd say, close-ish with the situation, very close with understanding the situation. And where Florida State did not feel like they were in a very good position this morning for Daryl Jackson, they feel like they're in a much better position now. There are Rumors swirling that he is back on his way to Tallahassee. There are people, you know, the sleuth and the detectives on social media saying, like, look like he was on a long car ride. I don't know how you can tell somebody's on a long car ride from something they open up on Instagram unless they're streaming for like six hours. I don't know any, I can't confirm any of that. I don't know any of the social media sleuth detective type stuff, but I have heard that Florida State is feels like they're in a good position right now for Daryl Jackson. I feel like they're very confident that everything is good there we'll see because classes start this week uh the person i was talking with down there in miami miami's class is starting like the 17th so that's not as soon obviously a little bit later um florida state feels good on jackson we'll find out very soon florida state's classes start quickly and i think that they feel good about him being in this class and continuing on in this class um am i am i I don't, I'm not on my end, Richie, but I can't see anything. Am I breaking up? People in the comments, let me know if I'm breaking up or if the feed looks good um, and is, is going good. Just tell me here in the comments and let me know. But um, yeah, so Florida State feels good about it right now. That said, I'll say all this. These kids and this recruitment is crazy. So things could change by tomorrow. Like I felt good yesterday morning and, and last night. And then this morning, like I felt bad about it from Florida State's perspective. And right now I feel good about it. We might want to wake up tomorrow morning if he's down in Miami tomorrow morning. I'm not going to feel good about it. But for right now, everything seems to be fine. Everything seems – I think he's back locked in. I think it's very similar to the Roddick situation. I think Florida State was alerted of a potential issue and things have – courses corrected is maybe the easiest way to say that. Um, we'll see. We'll see what the next couple of days hold. But uh, I think that's where it stands now. Richie, this is uh, – this is – We've seen some crazy recruitments the last couple of years, but this is this one. This one's getting up there, man. This is like a top, you know. I don't know what are you thinking. Yeah, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, and I, you know, I had a couple of people DMing me yesterday, uh, saying that they thought he had already signed with Florida State. So transfers do not sign; they kind of just enroll. So he's basically a free agent until he shows up on campus in class. And with, with Jackson, I, I think it. Listen, he, he's a. Big time player, right? I don't think he'll start at Florida State. Like you mentioned, TJ, I do think he'll be a depth piece. And uh, we know how desperate Mario and especially that lawyer down in Miami, John Ruiz, is that they are desperate, desperate people. The numbers being thrown out there, Brennan Snowden said six plus figures for who would be a backup at Florida State. I mean, you can't be mad at the kid if he does go back to Miami. And if he does, I wish him the best regardless. But clearly, Florida State's his best option right now. If he can play behind Fabo and Fisk, and you talk about depth of um, depth on depth, trying to make a playoff run, that would certainly do it. Um, but yeah, yeah, Miami kind of whiffed on the portal. 
shocker. You know, they they just don't have anything together down there. So they're throwing everything they can at Jackson to get him back to Miami. And, you know, keeping up with the 247 updates, it's been interesting to say the least to say, you know, he was on his way to Coral Gables. No, he's back to Tallahassee. No, he's back in Coral Gables. So we'll see what happens. I do feel it's a slightly better than 50-50% chance he, he stays at Florida State now. I think that makes the most sense, but you never know. And if he does, you know, obviously the getting Fabo back again, shout out Battle's End and getting uh, Fisk, that's huge. That's huge for us. Yeah. And I do think, yeah, it was, I saw a comment. Sorry, I didn't uh, throw up on the screen. Again, if you do a super chat, it, it does alert me differently. I'm not begging for your money, but if you do a super chat, it does alert me differently and I will put it up on the screen. But I did see that, uh, a comment about underselling how good he's going to be. No, I think he's going to be really, really good. I, I just truly do think that Fabo and Fisk are top level. The one thing I will say, and knock on wood, because we said this about Jordan Travis going into this year too, so hopefully it'll just be the same thing. But Fabo hasn't made it through a year healthy yet, right? And so you need more than two defensive tackles. When Florida State needed more than two defensive tackles this year. And so I think that – you're going to need him regardless. And I'm not saying that Fabo definitely gets hurt. I want Fabo to play as much as he can. But being able to rely on a guy like Jackson and having Jackson play more takes some of that burden off of Fabo. And Fabo shouldn't have to take as many snaps. Fabo should be able to rotate in and out. You might be able to have a better chance of keeping him healthy when he doesn't have to do it all and be in there playing every single play and things like that. So now I think that – I think if Jackson stays committed – I like our defensive line a ton anyway – Jackson State's committed. We have the deepest and best defensive tackles and defensive line in the conference. And that's not close. Like, I think Clemson is, yeah. is, is your second, but I think Florida State's defensive line is going to be really, really, really good. Um, question on experienced safeties. While we're kind of talking about the portal, um, I think that there's going to be another portal window. I don't know that there's necessarily somebody right here today that you're going to see Florida State take. Um, the window is about to close. Remember, it opened on December 5th. And so 45 days would be what? December 16th. Oh, I'm sorry, January 16th, um, somewhere around there. So I don't know that you'll see somebody coming in the portal like right now at safety. I do think they really like what they have in Akeem Dick coming back. I think that Shaheen Brown is somebody they're excited about. I think you could also see some guys rotate back there a bit. But I do think another portal wave will happen after the springtime. And so you may see some, you may see some movement there. Um, I know that there have been rumors about different guys. There was the Syracuse kid. Um, there have been others that I think people really, really have liked. I, I don't know exactly where the staff is right now on it, but big news on Jackson there. Um, yeah. And then we, this was our next point. So if you have specific questions on Jackson, you can always hit the, hit the chat, hit the super chat. We'll do our best um, to, to try and answer any questions, but question on, uh, before we shout out Garden Gold, question on defensive backs coach. So Woodson no longer with uh, the program, moves on to Arkansas, gets a little bit of a pay increase and a title bump. But I don't think that that was a super – I think that was a good move for both sides. Somebody at Arkansas reached out to me and, and asked about that question or asked about that, and I just thought, you know, hey, I think it was good, good for Woodson to get a change of scenery. Also good for Florida State to maybe look at a, uh, the chance that um, – upgrading there at that position in not only development, but in recruiting. Uh, yes. The coaches conference is this weekend. I don't necessarily know that that is for sure that we'll have a coach by the time we get on here next week, but uh, 
yeah, you know, you could see some some movement there. But thoughts on Woodson and Richie? You got a you got an inside track on who who's going to replace him? Yeah, I, again, I never pretend to be an insider, so I, I'm not sure who's coming. I'm, Demarcus Van Dyke seems to be a name that's thrown around a lot, um, but with Coach Woodson, you know, Marcus Woodson, you know, I thought, you know, he did an okay job at Florida State, but I think he was trending out the door regardless. So I think this is probably best for all parties involved. Uh, you know, it, going back with someone who he's more familiar with in Arkansas, and it, you know, it saves egg on everybody's face, right? Like, so it's not Mike firing a guy. It's him taking a promotion, the co-defensive coordinator, if you want to call it that. But I, I don't think Florida State's going to miss that. And I think they will definitely have a chance to upgrade. And uh, unlike last year, when Florida State and Mike DeRell were trying to potentially upgrade the waiver coach, they could not get that commitment because Mike was essentially on the hot seat, right? I don't think he were, I thought he was on the hot seat. But from the outside perspective, you're wondering how long is this guy going to be there, right? Well, 10 and 3 on the season, he's going to be able to pick whoever he wants. And I think Michael Alford will open the checkbooks. So I'm really excited because it, whoever he hires, th- there's not going to be anything. There's no barriers in the way as opposed to thinking last year again, like, oh, man, is he going to be here in two years? Yeah, Mike's going to be here in two years. So I think that this is a, a great uh, move for Florida State and a great opportunity for Florida State. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you, William. I don't see what the sticker is, but hopefully you guys can see that there in the chat. Thank you, William, for the super chat, super sticker. Um, yeah, I think you, you're exactly right. Like Florida State tried to upgrade a couple of positions last year in coaching and wasn't really able to do so because, you know, you know, I don't know how if if Norvell would have gone three and not three and three and nine last year, you know, that I, I don't know that he'd be our coach right now. And so I think coaches were somewhat leery. I think that's also why like Brad Glenn didn't come in until he kind of saw some, some, some winning going on. And so, yeah, I think that Florida state will be able to hire from more of a position of strength. Chatted with Josh Newberg about that a little bit the other day. Um, and he had similar thoughts that Florida state would be able to make a little bit stronger of a hire at this point. Hey, I, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks in here today, we are inching closer to 5,000 subs. So if you haven't already, this is our highest live viewed, episode ever getting close to 400 here in the live view so appreciate you guys a ton do me a favor and hit that subscribe button would certainly be uh, a big blessing and we appreciate it we're if if everybody in here right now subscribed we would hit the 5,000 that we're going for but do me a favor and hit that um if you don't want to subscribe support our partners gardengold.com i don't know where you guys shop for your fsu gear but you should be shopping at garnetandgold.com they are the absolute best. You can use code NOSLAW. That's N-O-S-L-A-W. Double fries, no slaw. So if you use NOSLAW at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. Use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, at GardenGold.com. They have the best shipping, the best customer service, and they give back to both our NIL efforts and our boosters. Support them today. Don't shop at those big box stores. Support the local uh, family-owned and operated business, GardenGold.com. All right, Richie, we'll move this along. Again, we'll probably go for another 15, 20 minutes and get out of here. We had some bold predictions at the beginning of this year. Let's recap them. Let's go through them real quick, and uh, and let's talk about them. So I'll, I'll go through my first three, and then you can go on your next three. Um, my three were Kevin Knowles would have three interceptions, Jordan Travis would start all 12 games, and Trey Benson would have 1,000 yards rushing. I missed on Kevin Knowles by one pick. Jordan Travis did start all 12 games for the first time in his career. So shout out JT. 
That was the one that I wanted the most, by the way, because I knew that that would be good for our season. And Trey Benson, 10 yards short of 1,000 yards. I feel really good about all three of those, though. Like Kevin Knowles, got, he was one pick short. He didn't have the year I thought he would. Hopefully he has a little bit better year next year. Um, Trey Benson just wasn't his night against Oklahoma. Fell 10 yards short. And then Jordan Travis did get 12 starts. That's the one I really cared about. So I went one for three, but that's not bad in bowl predictions. I think I was pretty close there. Um, you want to do yours? Yeah, so so real quick on Jordan Travis, th- that was a very bold prediction that he would start all 12 games. And I think his development as a passer really helped him achieve that goal because he didn't have to run the ball as much. We still know he's a freak athlete and can run the ball. But the way he's throwing for 400 yards against Oklahoma, yeah, he can run the ball. We saw that against Florida. Like Florida fans are still having nightmares over that. <laughs> but, but man, that was... Uh, his development as a passer is something I don't think you, I, or anyone who covers Florida state could have seen. Um, but going to mine, I hit on one Johnny Wilson would lead Florida state in, in reception touchdowns. He had five uh, next closest had four. I said, Florida state would have a top 20 defense in the SP plus they were 31st. And my big, big miss was Malik McLean leading the team in receptions and receiving yards that that was a whiff on my end. But I felt pretty good about the first two, especially the Johnny Wilson one, because like he was nothing before the season started. And, uh, you know, I've, I trust some certain people who report on Florida State team who are out there at practice on the beat. I heard some information from them. I believed it. And I said, you know what, Johnny Wilson, this guy's going to have a big year. And quite frankly, if he catches five balls, he drops. He's probably a thousand yard receiver with seven plus touchdowns. Yeah, no, for sure. And again, for Florida State to get him back and Benson back and yes. Travis back, uh, this offense is going to be pretty sick. I want to shout out my guy, Mike. I don't, Mike, I don't know if you're watching live. I know you'll watch the replay. Mike was in here telling us they'd go nine and three um, and then 10 and three in a bowl. Kind of called him crazy back then, but Mike hit on that bold prediction. Somebody else said that we would beat both Florida State. I'm sorry, both Florida and LSU. Obviously, got both of those wins. So shout out to you guys for hitting on some of your bold predictions as well. Um, Richie national championship tomorrow night. Um, also, well, just before that quick, no 2024 five-star running back. Cam Davis says he's hundred percent committed to Florida state. My man, Mike is in here. Thank you, Mike. Oh, somebody also asked is garden gold ship. Yes. Garden gold will ship to you. Um, if you're $75 or more, it's uh free shipping. So, which isn't hard to do when you're buying Nike uh gear <laughs> so uh it's like two items so get you some free shipping again no slaw n-o-s-l-a-w at garnetgold.com richie made uh, um 2024 five-star running back cam davis says he's 100 locked in long time till signing day but you'd rather have him saying that than what we've seen with some other guys going forward so fingers crossed that florida state can hold on there feeling good there or just long uh it's like you said, a long way to go. He, he can literally go anywhere in the country. He could on signing day wake up and say, you know what? I think I'm going to go to Alabama and Nick Saban say, I have a scholarship for you. So it, it's one of those tricky ones, but man, if you watch Florida state's rushing attack this year, it, it'd be hard to say no to what Mike Norvell does on the ground. So I like our chances more than I don't. Yeah. We have our Made Equal Pick 6. Made Equal is not an official sponsor, but we've been doing the Pick 6 all year. We're going to recap it the next time we get live here. But National Championship tomorrow night. Uh, not sure how that impacts FSU or not, but we're wrapping up and winding down here. So what? who's your pick? Let's do this. If you're watching, 
do you have Georgia winning by a ton or anybody think TCU wins this? So let's get your comment. Does Georgia win by a ton? Is it close? TCU find a way to pull this out. Let's get a comment of who you got winning tomorrow night. Also play this game with us. We're going to play an over under game. Um, Richie's got them here, but our made equal pick six, you go to made equal co.com uh, and, uh, they give back. They've worked with Trayshawn Moore. They work with Michaela Enfield. They give back to uh, underprivileged communities. Ten percent of every order goes to the charity of your choice. Uh, Richie, what's our made equal pick six this week? Real quick, I, I want TCU to win. Is that who you want to win, or or would you rather Georgia just win back to back and be status quo? Because I, I want TCU to win because I think that'd be phenomenal for college football. So I do think UGA winning would be phenomenal for college football. I agree with that. I would have no problem with TCU winning. I would rather Georgia win because of their Florida's, you know, biggest or second. That's true. Yeah. So like UGA beating them and and Florida having to see. I put this out on Twitter last night. Florida's four biggest rivals. So Florida State, Georgia, LSU, and Tennessee all won ten games this year, and their biggest in conference oh. rival, Georgia, is about to go two and zero, oh, about to win another national championship. Meanwhile, Florida's had back-to-back losing seasons and has lost to every SEC team in the last 14 months. I think it'd be amazing to watch Florida put their heads further in the dirt because Georgia wins. So either way tomorrow, I'm I'm happy either way. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I got pros and cons for both. We get into it, that, but they did have that amazing field goal to not get shut out in the uh, whatever hey, bowl game. Shout out that in. field goal in the Vegas bowl. <laughs> um, so let's start. Max Dugan's TCU's Dugan TCU's quarterback, two hundred thirty-five point five passing yards. I'm going to say under. I, I don't think he gets there. I'm going to say over because I think they're going to be down and they're going to need it. So I'll go over there. What was that, TJ? I'll go over. I'll go over. Over. All right. So let's go to the next one. And that would be Stetson Bennett and 278.5 passing yards. I'm going to take the under on this one as well. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. I'll go under here as well. Uh, I like them to run the ball well, but yeah, I'll, I'll go under on this one. Awesome. Let's go to Kenny McIntosh, 64 and a half point five rush yards. This is where I think George is really going to strive. I think they're going to run the ball very well, and I will take the over on this one. I'll go over here as well. I think that he, I think he could get that in one rush and, yeah. and break off a long one. Like exactly. All right, go, going back to the Horn Frogs, which I love that mascot, by the way. Uh, Quentin Johnsonton, eighty-five and a half re- receiving yards. I don't see it. I, I just, I have to go under there. I, I just don't see that happening at all. So if I've got the over for Dugan, I'll take Johnston to to get one long one, and I'll go over here. I'm not super confident, but it does go along with my passing one. All right. And the last one, or no, we have one more before that, and that is Griffin Kell, TCU's kicker, 1.5 field goals made. I I think there's going to be a lot of field goals. I think both offenses move the ball, but I think they stall out. So I guess I'll take the over on this one. I'll take the over here as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Same same logic. Yeah, and last one is 64 points total. I just said there's going to be a lot of field goals, but I I just think college football has moved to the position where it's all offense. Like, you don't need a great defense to win a national title anymore, but you better have a damn good offense. I I think they're going to be over 64 points. I agree, yeah. 31-34 gets you there. 
I think this is about offense. I think it's about scoring. I also think in college football, it's so much boomer bust at this point. Yeah. Um, there could be some massive plays. And even UGA, when they were down, they scored 18 points in the fourth quarter against Ohio State to be able to come back and get it. I'll take the over on this, but honestly, life's too short to bet unders. So uh, over for me. I won't. I probably will bet this tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see, what happens. I'll probably we'll see how my NFL stuff does today. Uh, we'll get Harlan's picks, and then we'll recap all of that uh, the next time we're on here. We'll be back on here next Sunday, I'm sure. So uh, we'll recap that at that point. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. Somebody's asking. We've got some comments asking about um, uh, Daryl Jackson. Through that's like at the beginning of the show. So like if you if you scroll back ten minutes, you know to the ten minute mark. I think that's about when we started talking about that um, sharp action on the under. Oof. Yeah, I can see. It. I, I can't bet a college football national championship under. Like that's just not. No, that's just not my life. So, um, <laughs> wrapping up, Richie. I know you had some. You were excited about hoops. Um, Basketball above 500 in ACC play. They're coming back and Baba's back. Are you thinking about this basketball team? Can we make a run? No, but I, it was nice to get the win. I'm happy we beat Georgia Tech. And quite frankly, the game was never close. I, I enjoyed watching that game from start to finish. Uh, we kind of dominated them. Jalen Worley, shout out him. He, he just put someone on a poster from Georgia Tech. Nice. Uh, I'm excited to get Baba back, or not back, I guess, just get Baba because he hasn't been able to play since he signed with Florida State. But I'm, you know, I don't think this team's going to make a last late run to get to the tournament, but I do really like what they could potentially do in conference play. I'm going to make a bold prediction as we just talked about them, TJ. Florida State finishes the ACC season above 500. That is my bold prediction for this basketball team. I like that. And they are um, three and two right now. So just above there. I don't care what they do. I just need them to win four games in, in the ACC tournament. <laughs> and beat Miami <laughs> and get 10 straight against Miami. That would be massive. It'd be me. cool to, to, to pull that. They've had a nice basketball season. So hopefully their basketball keeps winning and our football keeps winning. I think they could make the NIT if they were to win. Yeah, they would have a nice second half of the year. I, I don't know how much I care, but. You know, it'd be more, 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 a bigger chance to watch Baba. Uh, Rich, you got any shout outs before we get uh, shout out the women's basketball team? They lost today yeah. to BC, but they've been really, really good. Um, I, I believe that's just their third loss of the year. They they lost, um, yep. two ranked teams, one Connecticut, the other one I forget, maybe it's the Big Ten or something, but um, that lost to BC in overtime today. But they've been really, really, really good. Um, any other shout outs, Richie, before we get out of here? Yeah, shout out for. Gino Ariyama for deciding to coach our game and then apparently no other games uh, for the ones basketball season uh, this season, but no, no nothing else. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Florida state again, we have nine months to talk about this football team and it's going to be so much different than our preseason shows the past few years than this year, because now there are expectations. There are real things that Florida state can accomplish and I can't wait to see what we can do. But So shout out to Mike Norvell and the, the team itself. Yeah, no, this year is going to be super exciting. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out. The, this is our highest live viewed episode ever. Went well over 400. Um, a couple of questions down there in the bottom. Verse already decided. Go Hit our channel. Hit the subscribe button. Turn the notifications on. We dropped that like seconds after he announced. So um, yeah. make sure you're subscribed and, and you won't miss out on that kind of news. But um, well over 400 people in here today. That was fun. That was kind of neat. 
We do this every Sunday. Okay, Adam, you got me on that joke. Adam, I was like, dude, how do you even know about birth? Um, we do this every Sunday. We do a live podcast, and then we drop content all throughout the week. So do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. We're nearly to 5,000. We've seen pretty good growth this last year. So would appreciate you for that. Thank you guys for hanging out. We will be back soon. Thank you guys again. If you missed anything, if you want to hear us talk about Daryl Jackson or the guys returning, battles in, stuff like that, it's all the beginning of the show. We didn't hold out on you. You just got here late. So we try and go live at five every Sunday. We'll see how the NFL playoffs may impact that next week. But Bucks um, hosting a, a playoff game. What is going, going on? I, I, I'm probably going to drag my wife to that game. He shouldn't go. He should skip. Hopefully it's I should Saturday. skip. It'll be the Cowboys or Eagles, but I'm probably going to drag my wife to the game. Um, thank you guys again for hanging out. Uh, last question. William donated, so I'll answer. Do I think we get Edmund? I don't know. I have no clue there. So I don't have a great, I don't have a great feel on that. There's been so much other stuff kind of going on. I think my my guess would be no on Edmund because I think I think he wants to go there somewhere and be the guy. Um, I think Verse is gonna be the guy here again next year. Not that it couldn't happen, but that would just be my guess. We'll see, though. I, I, we'll, we'll see kind of what happens there. Thank you guys again for hanging out. It was a ton of fun. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thumbs up the video on your way out. Leave us a comment if you watch this on the replay, and we will talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the national championship tomorrow. Thank you, Hunter, for all the compliments. Love you guys. Go Knowles.